welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for crazy according to our mums. I'm Danny And I'm Elise. And on this week's episode, this week's, let's go again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives, according to our mums. I'm Danny. I'm Elise. And on this week's episode, Ryan Reynolds is back again with some very excellent advertising. There's drama surrounding Kanye's collab with The Gap and Balenciaga. Fenty Beauty is running a pretty brave campaign. Gucci has lost a lawsuit. Kmart is Australia's number one brand when it comes to engaging with influencers. Subway has served up a delicious ad campaign. Google Arts and Culture has rebranded and Twinings is trying to appeal to millennials. But first day, what you been up to, girlfriend? Not heaps. Um, we just had the we had a weekend, Father's Day weekend, um, mm-hmm. which was lovely. Caught up with the fam. Um, yeah, it's been pretty terrible weather, so nothing like super exciting to report. Um, the... Most exciting thing, which is not that exciting now that I go to say it, is that I started a new book. Yay! Back on the reading train. Yeah. It's going okay. It's not <laughs> so great? It's called Red, White and Royal Blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like come recommended from multiple people. So I was like pretty hyped for it. I'd say I'm like a quarter of the way in, which for me is enough to like, Get it needs engaged. to have hooked me. Yep. And it hasn't. Like, okay, no, that's not fair. I do want to keep reading it. It's just there's, like, little things about it that just, like, keep annoying me. Like, so the premise is, like, there's – it's about the son of the president of America. Gotcha. And the son of, like, the British royal family. Okay. And there's, like – Following their love stories? It's very obviously leading down that path. Yeah, okay. But they – hate each other at the start classic enemies to lovers but like there's just little things that like you need to just like suspend belief because like there's little things where I'm like that's just absolutely not how the president like that's not how the American government interacts with the British royal family a thousand percent it is not how they do that and like little things which is not so little is like the way that the characters talk to each other I'm like I guarantee no two men have ever spoken to each other in this way. No, they've never said the Like, it just, it, it's written by a woman and it sounds like a woman, woman has re- speaking, yeah, like okay. women's conversation. Now, I'd, I've ne- I'm not a man and so I don't know how men talk around each other, but I don't think it's like this. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like before, at the start, like neither of them are publicly gay, right? They're, okay. They're both have only like I don't know if the characters know if they're gay at this point but the world doesn't and so like one of the characters has like told the other one that his dad is a babe I'm like oh I'm like has has a 20 something guy ever told his mate your dad's a babe like your dad is a babe there's just like little comments throughout where I'm like um (laughs) I mean even still I would never tell my girlfriend that their dad or their mum that too (laughs) yeah I mean, he did kind of say it teasingly, but he was serious. Anyway, there's just little bits, little tiny, like, comments throughout that just, like, completely pull me out of the story. I'm like, well, no one would have said that ever. Yeah, right. So, look, I'm not I'm not going to give up on it. I do want to keep reading it. I've also invested a quarter of the way into it, so I want. I feel I have to keep going. Is it a big book? It's not huge. Okay. Um, but it's, like, that big. <laughs> <laughs> which Excellent. is a terrible reference for a podcast but yeah I'm just I'm struggling with the su- suspending belief which you have to in like a cr- uh, you know terrible romance novel you have to yeah but I don't know not to this extent it's just a, it's just irritating me but I'll report back I'll let you know how it goes speaking yeah. of the like terrible romance things that you have to suspend belief I also watched that new Netflix movie which one it's something about the villa, love in the villa, oh, something oh, like that. Cat um, Graham, yeah, from Vampire Diaries. Vampire Come on, yeah. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same concept. Yeah. Yes, I went to turn that on today, and I was like, I can't. It's really bad. Okay. Like I, Netflix needs to keep making crappy romance Hallmark esque mm-hmm. movies because I eat that shit up. I love it. But this one was especially bad. I kind of got that sense when I seen the opening of the title and it was in like 
a gold sparkle overlay, <laughs> but it wasn't sparkling. It just looked like a flat image and yeah. it was the worst script typography I've yeah. ever seen. Do you care about spoilers? What am I even I saying? Mean, you, no, I you don't. Love Everyone, just a spoiler alert. Yeah, little, little spoilers. I mean, you know how it's going to end because it's a love movie, mm-hmm. but like it has every cliche you could think of. So it starts a woman and her long-term boyfriend have a trip to Europe booked. He dumps her at the start of the movie. She goes on the trip anyway. And so, like, that's, like, check first cliche. Yep. Um, then, like, there's that montage of her, like, travelling. She gets to the European country. The taxi driver is, like, driving like a rally car driver and she fears <laughs> for her life with Italian-esque music playing over the top. Nice, nice. Take that off. She arrives at the villa and it's like, look, one of my favourite tropes, which is not enough beds. So she, she like, the villa is double booked. There is a very attractive British man in the villa. So another accent check. Um, And, yeah, there's there's only one bedroom. They don't share the bed, which is usually how that trope goes, which is annoying. (laughs) I mean, I did see it was rated PG. So, look, fair. But it's just, like, it keeps going and going and going with the cliches and like it's not good it's not good i'm so glad i didn't pull through on that one yeah and then her her ex-boyfriend shows up no. in italy yeah of all course. The cliches. trying to win her back yeah it's yeah. also all about romeo and juliet she's staying in verona it's like it's, it's trying yeah. so hard failing miserably yeah i like i'm still glad i watched it i won't watch it again okay which is the real Mm-hmm. sign of how I felt about it but I didn't it gets like a three out of ten <laughs> see to me that is poor that maybe is four out of ten terrible. four out of ten I'll give it four out of ten even still yeah it's not good I also tried to watch that other well she's in a lot of Netflix movies she actually I tried to watch movies. the one that's in Hawaii maybe yep and I didn't finish it. I think I watched about I think 20 I started minutes. Watching I was like, that no, too, I cannot I do like, more. No, no. She's I'm great in Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah. She's a good actress. I love her. She, like the lines that she was given in this movie were not great. <laughs> but she, I think she's a pretty good actress. So do I. I feel like she, she carried Vampire Diaries. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Damon did too, though. <laughs> okay, just because he's sexy. No, look, he's a pretty good actor too. Do you reckon? I reckon Ian Summerhold is pretty good. Mm, absolutely. The other one's not. You don't think Paul Wesley's a good actor? I am a Stefan girly, so I think he's great. Of course you do. Ah, he's a good actor, isn't he? I don't know. Look, I still go back and watch Twilight all the... Not Twilight. Oh, see, I don't even know if I'm... Is it Twilight? No, it's Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries. I'm like, we can talk about Twilight too. <laughs> what am I doing? I, I love Twilight. I think it's time for another Twilight rewatch. Well, I don't think I can, could anymore. I've watched it five trillion times. No, I love Twilight. The rest of the series is terrible. Like, just the first one. The, just the first one. Yeah, okay. It's odd. <laughs> a cinematic masterpiece. No, it's not. It's garbage, it, but I love it. It's my Avatar is a cinematic masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. It's great. Why don't we move on? <laughs> what, what have you been up to this week? Uh, look, not too much. I went for a nice trip down to the south coast with the fam. It was freezing. It was mm. raining. It was great weather. <laughs> it's a real hoot. Um, and other than that, I've also been reading, I read Ali Hazelwood's The Love Hypothesis. Yes, this is the one that I keep getting advertised on Instagram. You need to read it. And it also should become a movie. I'd be quite into that. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the hating game. Oh, yep, that was a good one. Oh, was that hers? No, different but, different author. Yeah, okay. but um, same kind of vibes. Mm, nice. Make a good movie uh, if they butchered it though. They might <laughs> it. I don't know. I also read. So I read that one in like a night and a half. It was that good. I nice. just didn't want to put it down. See, that's what I need. I need one of those books. Need a bit of a palate cleanser. Yeah, love. Like, I'm so easy rom coms. My cup of tea. Yeah, love it. Best. On, I could like if you had to take away every other movie, mm-hmm. every other genre, I'd be happy if you just left rom coms. Absolutely, they're just the best. Um, and I've also I also read her other book, which is called Under One Roof. Same kind of vibe as Love Hypothesis, but I was done with it in like two and a half hours. You were smashing these out. It was just like a real short one, which was yeah, okay. excellent. Nice, but 
yeah, so that's all really that I've been up to. Fabulous. Not a great deal over in this hood. So we had just said there's so many good design stories to report on this week. So mm-hmm. we're coming in with water cooler chats all the way through. All the way through. We're going in hot. Yeah. So we're coming in hot with our first story, which is no stranger to this podcast, Mr. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, the glorious man. <laughs> <laughs> he would love that title. <laughs> so... As you all know, uh, Ryan Reynolds is no stranger to doing some extraordinary marketing materials Mm -hmm. and he's come at it again with his new docuseries, Welcome to Wrexham. Mm -hmm. And he's new. (laughs) I I love the new marketing materials. So some of you might remember hearing the name Wrexham on the pod before, which is uh, an English football club now that is owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. McElhenney. Had to Google that. (laughs) McElhenney. Excellent. (laughs) So Welcome to Wrexham is a new doco following the pair's attempts to revive and grow the club. Love it. I'm going to watch this. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus, so I will borrow my brother's logins (laughs) to watch it. (laughs) So on Instagram, well, mainly Ryan Reynolds' Instagram, Mm -hmm. we spotted some of the great ads that he's done for them. And so the ads are featuring Ryan and... Just go with Rob. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Just go with Rob. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, featured in large posters that are hung side by side and they feature quotes above them. The one above Ryan Reynolds says, tall and tan, <laughs> while the other features a photo of Rob and the quote reads, attractive in a shorter, toothier way. I love that both of these quotes, are, they're not made up. They literally pulled them from a GQ article Did about the really? series. Yes, they literally referred to them that way. <laughs> Go GQ. <laughs> really keeping Rob humble. Yeah, I mean, nice. Guys, <laughs> the world's a really lovely place for people. <laughs> um, we also spotted on an ad on Facebook for the doco, which was really great. It was a poster for the show with a photo of Ryan and Rob, along with a bunch of Wrexham players and the whole like stadium and crowd behind them. So important to note that Wrexham is actually spelt with a W before the R. So mm-hmm. Wrexham. <laughs> <laughs> the W really makes that a R. <laughs> Um, so in this poster, Ryan and Rob's names are featured at the top of the poster, kind of like a typical movie poster would, yeah. who's featuring in the cast of the movie. But their names are spelt with W's at the front. So Ryan is spelt with a W-R-Y-A-N <laughs> and Rob with a W-R-O-B. So good. It's very clever. It is. It's like these tiny details that like actually make you stop and look. And actually take in, because I kind of skimmed over that until, until you pointed out that. But it's also, like, written in the caption for the post. But, yeah. like, just little things like that you don't really pay attention to. And then when you see it, you're like, yeah, wait, 100%. Mate. I ignore every, sorry, Disney, every Disney <laughs> Plus, or not just Disney Plus, any ad I see on Facebook, I'm like, scroll, <laughs> keep going. But that one actually made me stop and I giggled. Maybe it was the fact that it was... Ryan Reynolds, that made me stop. But then I saw the... I mean, that face could easily make <laughs> you stop. <laughs> stop in your tracks. And Rob. Rob is a good-looking fella as well. In a shorter, toothier way, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, definitely made me stop and uh, have a little giggle and think, I actually do really want to watch this. Do you reckon you will? Yeah, I would. I mean... For sure. I because Okay, I was having a little Google and they, I think... It was either $2 million or £2 million that they bought the club for, which, like, I assume to Ryan Reynolds, that's pocket change. Maybe not pocket change. He would be, he would be worth a lot more than mm. that. So would Rob McElhenney. I'm not sure of his entire filmography, but I'm pretty sure he's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So I'm sure he does pretty well off of that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not an enormous amount of money for them. And also apparently... And if they split that. Yeah, and, like, Wrexham weren't going to sell... And then they found out who the offer came from and then they sold apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But like I I just find like if I had that money, I can imagine myself doing that as well. Just be like, fuck yeah, I'll buy up a football club. How fun. And then especially because he can bring his like advertising prowess to it. I would not have, no offense, Wrexham, would not have known, given a shit, had any awareness of Wrexham. Until Ryan Reynolds going to be. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? They're kind of like the influence influences now for Wrexham, right? Hundred percent. A lot of people are going to jump on the bandwagon just Absolutely. because of the two that are star boys, poster boys, whatever yeah. for the yeah. club. I'm into it. I'm into it too. So good. It's clever. It's, w- clever. it's way more like 
celebrity sport club owners are not that rare. Like, no. Russell Crowe owns the Rabbitohs, right? Yeah, that's right. Like, look at me with my sport knowledge. I know. Look at you go. <laughs> but, like, to me, Grant that. would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> he would if he liked NRL. Are they NRL? Yes. Okay, okay. good. that too. <laughs> um, uh, lost my train of thought. Oh, like, I just, to me, like, that. The idea of like a celebrity buying a sports club is like not at all interesting. Mm-hmm. But the way that they've done this and like they're they're like fanboys of their own club and they're like trying to make it this massive thing. Mm-hmm. I'm suddenly so into it. No, of course you are. So good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you made buying a football club cool. <laughs> That's up to you. Alrighty, let's move on to our next story. So last week on the podcast, we spoke about Kanye's collaboration with Gap and Balenciaga Mm -hmm. in kind of the interesting way that they make the user interact with the brand. Yes. uh, By basically making you dive through a garbage (laughs) bag to find what you wanted. So the saga continues. So uh, in the last like week, Kanye has got on his Instagram and accused Gap of copying his designs. So (laughs) Gap recently released an oversized style t-shirt. It features the classic Gap logo across the chest, which is like that. Yep. uh, Very collegiate looking slab serif. Gap. (laughs) Gap it. So Kanye shared a screenshot of a conversation. We're not sure who the conversation was was with, but it was spilling the tea to them, which included an image of the T-shirt in question and a message reading, this is Gap copying YGEBB, which is Yeezy Gap engineered by Balenciaga. Mm -hmm. Um, And an important point to note is that the collaboration tea that he thinks that they copied goes for $140, while the alleged copycat design goes for just... uh, 20 bucks, 1999 US dollars. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that these are very similar? Do you think Kanye is onto something? Uh, I mean, it's an oversized T. Yeah, how how I don't I don't unique can it get? Yeah, that's it. And like they're very trendy at the moment too. Everyone's doing an oversized T. I just I just don't think it's really copying like Yeah. And also for the fact I mean, I don't know how much I guess gap collaborators would have been heavily involved in the process with Kanye and Balenciaga. But like, I feel like collections are in the pipeline for so long Mm. prior to release. Yeah. That is hard. I don't know. Yeah. How could they have turned this out that quickly? Yeah, that's right. And so like, yes, like Kanye was probably working with his (laughs) design for a very long time, but Gap would have also had this going in the pipeline because it's so trendy. It was an upcoming trend. Like, I don't really know if it was really copying. Yeah. I mean, the styles are a little bit different. Yeah. Like in his defense, they both feature the the gap is like a very low contrast mm. against the background. It's the same color, color, right? It's just yeah. a little bit darker. Yeah. Rather than it being like white on a dark shirt, it's like a dark navy on a slightly lighter mm. navy. Um, but outside of that, it's not really that similar. The the cut's a bit different. Yeah. So the the Gap Balenciaga collab- collaboration one is like a boxier tee. The sh- sleeves are a bit shorter. The shirt itself is a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a really heavy fabric, like a really – Yeah. Like it looks like a higher quality garment to it me. It does, yes. I agree. Compared to the – A bit more structure. Yeah. Uh, so but like in ter- yeah, in terms of the look itself, it's quite different. I would, I could. The only thing that is similar is the logo, right? Yeah. Like I could imagine these being like, if you had the, if I was going to say they could maybe belong in the same collection, but maybe not even then, like if the, if it was the exact same cut, mm-hmm. but in a different color, which they are the Yeezy, not Yeezy. Yes. Yeezy. The Yeezy one is charcoal. Yep. The gap standalone one is Navy. Mm-hmm. If they were those two colors, but the same cut, yeah, like a hundred percent to me. That's the same, but yeah. See, like I feel like the gap, the gap. So the navy one has yeah. really nailed the oversized kind of look, whereas Yeezy's hasn't. Yeah. So I'd be see, and this could be the the issue because I'd be more inclined to buy right the gap one, the twenty dollar one, because totally. I like that cut a lot more than what I like the Yeezy one. So I see the kind of conflict there that he might be raising. Like, yeah. Well, hang on. 
they've nailed this more popular. than I have. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Like, I don't know that Kanye would be that self-aware. No. But, uh, yeah. but like, no, that's a good point. Yeah, so I'd, I'd definitely be more inclined to buy the $20 one, mainly because yeah. I like it better. And then, you know, the price is <laughs> yeah. it's a lot nicer. I definitely am not spending $140 on a T-shirt. No, not no, at all. Um, what do you think this does, like, in terms of the brand, do you think that this is, like, bad for Gap to be kind of linked to this controversy? I mean... I feel like any kind of collab you do with Yeezy, no matter who you are, is there's going to be controversy. Yeah, I suppose like, you're signing up for that. You're signing up yeah. for not knowing how it's going to pan out. And he's the kind of person that, I guess, controversy kind of surrounds him. Yeah. Like the media loves him when he's, something's going wrong, right? Yeah. And that's what blows up. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a risk you take if you're going to launch into that. I I'd, feel. I'm going to just like put this out there i don't think it myself but this actually could just be a like pr tactic could be he could just be trying to generate buzz for the brand because after the first after our first conversation about it i had like it had left my brain like completely off my Mm -hmm. radar i was not thinking about this collaboration anymore yep and this just like brought it straight back to the front of like front of mind yep right in everyone's faces so actually it could technically, if we're being critical, it, he could have done this on purpose to generate buzz. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. That's my new theory. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad one. If that's the case, well done. Successful. Yeah, well, everyone's talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we're right? talking about it. <laughs> that is a very successful thing if it is right. Yeah. And even if it's not, I don't, like, I don't think that it's necessarily bad for everyone because it kind of just suits his brand. Yeah, I mean, and Gap's Gap. Gap's Gap. Gap's going to be fine. Yeah, that's right. It's probably just enough for them that they got a Kanye collab. Doesn't really matter how it pans out. Yeah, and I feel like people are just like, oh, Kanye's at it again. Like, you know, just kind of. And, like, I would never bother, like, I don't even know if you can buy Gap in Australia, but I would never bother investigating. But if I was into Kanye... Or like say they did a collaboration with a different brand that I'm into, 100% I'd be buying that or at least like mm. seeing how much the shipping is because it would probably be a fortune. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's That's the other thing too though, them. right? Like because Kanye's like Brett, like line, people are buying that because it's Kanye's line. Mm. Other Gap people are buying that because they can't afford Kanye's line. Yeah. Which yeah, is exactly. It inclusive. It's, <laughs> so it's technically not even much crossover. The people that are buying the cheaper t-shirt are not going to be the ones that are interested in Mm -hmm. that other one not at all and it's probably good for gap because people come into their store looking for the kanye stuff and then they buy other stuff as well that's probably the entire point absolutely i think so too moving on to our next story (laughs) rihanna's fenty beauty brand launched a very bold campaign called ketchup or makeup I could not believe this when you sent this to me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. So Fenty Beauty recently teamed up with um, Miss, it's Mischief, but it's spelled yeah. M-S-C-H-F, for a campaign where customers could buy a box of products. So this was a lucky dip. Mm-hmm. You could spend $25 that had six, uh, like a box with six uh, products in it, and it could have either been ketchup or it could have been lip gloss. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. I mean, ter- terrible if you get only ketchup, but a oh, really good campaign. Do you reckon? Uh, <laughs> success- successful in that it gets people chatting, chatting. It. it gets people on their website. Yeah, look, that's fair. Um, Actually, it doesn't because it has its own campaign website. Look, I'd be really pissed off if I <laughs> yeah. was to spend $25 and get a whole lot of Heinz ketchup. Yeah. But to be fair, people are a hundred percent signing up to that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it is it's completely out in. there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so first up, who is mischief? If you are open the T's and C's on the ketchup or makeup site, the answer is who aren't we? So <laughs> they are an art collective which was founded in 2016. Their work is very broad, ranging from anything like photographs to sneakers to browser plugins. Their work often includes products from other businesses, so they would get something and they would repurpose it and make it art. Mm -hmm. So an example of this is they recently, or in 2021, they purchased Birkin bags and used them to make sandals, which they called Birkenstocks. Excuse me. That makes me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are Birkenstocks actually called? Is it an E? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's okay, with right. an E. So, okay. they, yeah, they, they Birkenbags, I-N, Birkenstocks, E-N. And okay. they put the All right, right. Birkin in the Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these shoes actually sold for between 34 grand to 76 USD. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 76,000 USD. Yeah. So, and their arts come in drops, drops, so they're limited editions. And mm-hmm. Ketchup or Makeup is drop 83 for the campaign. I mean, I'm just, I'm not sold. Okay, so I actually, I was like, who the hell is Mischief? And I saw one of their previous jobs I have seen before. Okay. They turned, it was, I think the campaign was called Eat the Rich or something, and they turned billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, into ice creams they looked like bubble bills Stop it. <laughs> yeah and you could eat the rich um but that's the that's the only time i've ever heard of I any of their stuff at all First i mean time. i the birkin bags into birkenstocks <laughs> that that absolutely tickles me i <laughs> it's so good but also on, on principle i don't really know if i i don't know if i like that form of art i love the pun i don't really love Art that is just like yeah, turning Birkenbags into Birkenstocks. <laughs> Paul, ketchup or makeup? I'm not sure if this is my. It's just like vibe. It's an astronomical like price to buy a Birkin bag. That's true. Into Birkenstocks. I mean, I know That's it's true. art, so it's like only a feature piece. But I think I would rather like mm. a pretty painting or some... or just an actual Birkenstock. <laughs> I mean, all I that. Mean, I mean, Birkenbag, Birkenbag, like. Yeah. It's oh, just, yeah. No, I would like, that's it. Like, I feel like I'm not interested in just being a rich person that has like a Birkenstock made out of Birkin bags and be like, hey, look at this art. Like, yeah, look, I look don't at my love, mantelpiece. I don't love art. You have to explain. Like, someone just sees you displaying a pair of Birks on <laughs> your little art plinth. Like, do you have a light shining on that? Yeah. And like <laughs> a glass box around it. And then you have to tell them, no, 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 that's not a $90 pair of Birkenstocks. It's a $76,000 piece of art made from, like, you had to ruin a Birkin bag for that. <laughs> I would rather the, it has so much more use. Yeah. I'll yeah. pay $76,000. No, I, don't I wanna, wouldn't. I don't want to walk on something that cost me $76,000. To be all. fair, you're not supposed to wear these, I don't think. Oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you wore them out and you trod on a pair of gum the first no, step you take. No. Oh, hey. Oh, dog poo. <laughs> oh, yuck. <laughs> Look, but back to the tomato sauce with Fenty yes. Beauty. It does have some perks. The website is actually very lovely. It's lovely. I was scrolling through it and I... The start of the page, there's a button at the top saying like, I think it says like, is it makeup? And you scroll down a bit further mm-hmm. and then the button down and it has a buy now button down mm-hmm. the bottom. You scroll down and then it changes to, or is it ketchup down the bottom nice. and buy now at the top? Nice. I really like that little fun little thing. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not sold. I want, like, I'm sure there has to be some, like some boxes must just contain ketchup. Or is there only one sachet of ketchup? No, it, it's is it the it's six? six? Yeah, you you can, but you, like, there's no way that any of those boxes contain six lip glosses, right? Unless it's completely random. If it's completely random, but I don't think it would be. So I mean, someone in the like, factory is packaging just yeah, six things of tomato sauce. Do they have to just like pick it up, and if they feel six solid packets, they're like, oh shit, I'm giving this person six, and then they pick up six more, and they're like all yeah. soft and like, oh well, this person's getting ketchup. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But the packaging, the packaging is lovely. lovely. I do love the yeah. packaging. And like, yeah, all the campaign photos, the website, it's all lovely. It's so well executed. And I guess it's like, it's good for Fenty to be like getting this much exposure and conversation and also to be a part of a mischief art drop. Mm-hmm. That holds like social like yeah. revenue, but yeah. uh yeah, I'd be really pissed off. Like, I won't be participating because no. it's a great deal if you get six lip glosses. It's a terrible deal if you get none. That's really expensive They're ketchup. also in, like, sachets, and mm. I am terrible at, like, if I get sample packs, you better believe I'm using the whole thing in one sitting. Oh, but I think that the sachet contains an actual lip gloss. Oh, okay. I so don't it's think it's squeezy. just product. Okay. No, I don't think it's just product in there because that'd be a shit ton of lipstick. <laughs> right? <laughs> How do you put that on? Yeah, I'm pretty I mean sure. I'm pretty sure it would be a tube inside the sachet. 
It's very, I guess, a little test of tube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. They're probably like sample size. Yeah, okay. I was yeah. going to say, because I'd be... I oh, mean, yeah. I'm paying twenty five dollars. I can't be. I can't be pissed off. <laughs> no, but twenty five dollars <laughs> per use of like an entire tube, one, one use out of a tube. No, <laughs> you don't. You don't want that. No, not at all. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on to our next chat. So, Gucci has lost its lawsuit against. Bear with me, Kuguru. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. So. <laughs> That's a whack way to say that, isn't it? Yeah, but that's what the internet told me it's pronounced as. <laughs> so in 2020 in Japan, a person called Nobuaki Kurokawa registered a trademark for a clothing brand called Kyuguru. Uh, and one of his products is a T-shirt which has the word Kyuguru written across the chest in a serif font with like a swatch of paint over the bottom half of the word. So... Doesn't sound like it, but Kuguru is actually spelled G-U-C-C-L. So if you think of the word G-U-C-C-L written in capital letters with the bottom half of it cut off, that L could very easily look like an I, mm-hmm. which we all know is Gucci. If you, yeah, if you look at this T-shirt, it looks like it says Gucci with a bit of paint across the bottom mm-hmm. of the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Gucci filed an opposition with the, Jap- the Japan Patent Office stating that Kuguru had created their branding and registered their trademark with malicious intent to free ride on the goodwill and reputation of Gucci. They further stated that Kuguru, the Kuguru logo was identical with or similar to a trademark which is well known among consumers in Japan or abroad and would potentially damage their reputation, especially given they both operate in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to more recently, the JPO surprisingly sided with Kuguru, stating that it could not identify any resemblances from visual, phonetic, and conceptual points of view. I mean, phonetic, sure, because it's Kuguru. It doesn't sound like Gucci. But visually, it absolutely, in my opinion, looks like Gucci. Mm-hmm, so they said that they felt there was a low degree of similarity and therefore consumers couldn't possibly mix up the two logos. This is bizarre. B- mind blown that this happened. Like... In my opinion, Kiguru with a bit of paint on it looks like the it's this it's the same font like it's a it's exact it's, it's maybe a, just a little bit heavier or like, the kerning isn't as like maybe yeah but like it's a serif font and like that Gucci's font is like it's quite distinct in that like the C's they cut off in like a like a point yep like it yep. doesn't have I'm betraying my uh, knowledge of all the bits of a font now but like a serif font often will like go up like say the end of a c it goes up to the yep. serif goes up and down it splits yep. away from mm-hmm. the main part of the c yeah, right yep but on the gucci logo it curves it, around it doesn't it just cuts off at the top and it, the serif drops down mm-hmm. there's no uppy bit <laughs> of yep. the serif and that's yep. the same thing with this kiguru logo so like the other thing with this is that 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 t-shirt with like it's it, the paint swatch is like hot pink it's, it's like nice hot pink across what looks like the word gucci i want it i like that shirt like it looks good it does it looks so good it, and it, like it looks like something that gucci would do like i can see gucci being like let's just cover half of our logo because we can because everyone knows gucci mm-hmm. so that's like to me that's really bad for gucci because not only does it to me look like Gucci's brand looks really cool and I want to buy it and almost in spite like I don't really want to support someone that's like plagiarizing but I almost want to because it's so cool so I don't I don't think this is a like I don't know how the the Japan patent office came to this conclusion it baffles me I I agree it's it's a spitting image of Gucci's logo I don't know how you can say that there's not enough similarities and that it does like it's not going to confuse people because it confused me i saw it i saw it and i was like cool gucci shirt yeah 100 percent. can they um appeal that like can they go again or maybe is no point yeah they could probably appeal it but um like that was the ruling like they it is bizarre so bizarre and i don't like yes gucci can afford to lose business and to have their work plagiarized from a monetary perspective and they can afford to go to court when someone does steal that their work mm-hmm. 
but I don't think that that makes it okay. Like this, it's usually the small artists that get ripped off by big companies. Yeah. Like I feel like that happens all the time where you see a small artist say like someone, a big company is ripping off their pattern or their design or whatever. And they usually don't have the money to contest that in court. So it just, they get away with it. Yeah. And I don't think, like, like, I think this sets a bad precedent that, like, that can just keep happening to the little guy. If it can happen to the big guy, then it can keep happening to the little guy. Mm-hmm, 100%. Not into it. No, not at all. It, I just, yeah, I just, I don't understand. What what are they looking at? Yeah, I don't know. It's so similar to me. I would also buy that T-shirt. Yeah, but Gucci, hey, if Gukuru can copy you, <laughs> you should be able to copy them. Mm-hmm. Design this shirt. Just get a different colour. Yeah. I mean, I really like the pink though. (laughs) (laughs) It's also not the first. I saw the um, designer for the Kuguru stuff. He, it's not the first time that he has like parodied a designer brand. Oh, really? So I'm like, if that's, like he's, that's clearly what he's trying to do. That's his objective. Yeah. That's terrible. You can't do that. No. Moving on, our next story, Kmart tops the list for engagement when it comes to influencer marketing. I'm actually very surprised by this. Yeah, me too. So Hype Auditor took a look at the traction from brands engaging with influencer marketing and they've just released online their findings and coming in at number one with 717 influencer posts in the first six months of 2022, which had an audience reach of 6.11 million, was Kmart. They are huge numbers. Huge. The second highest. And, cap- sorry, no, you're huge right. Huge reach on not that many posts. Six point one one million impressions from seven hundred and seventeen posts. Yeah, look, it's pretty impressive. Seems cost effective to me. <laughs> I, that's what I want. I want to know how much they're paying a post. Yeah, It'd be very I interesting. I mean, like Kmart's be- like we've spoken that Kmart has become very trendy, and like yeah. this is the reason for that. Also, like yeah. they've got influencers out there pushing their. Um, products and like micro influencers are very powerful like mm-hmm. I, I don't think came i haven't seen kmart engaging with like people with millions of followers yeah but they must be they're the, they're targeting like the diy yeah, yeah exactly the like bargain shoppers and the, yeah like those kind of things so i've seen a heap of those accounts pop up and i'm pretty here for it because yeah. i like it there's one that i caught a, a follow i think it's called kmart bargains and they yep. every week they just go in and snap what they find or like they put on an outfit from Kmart or something Mm -hmm. like that. So into it. Yeah. Coming in at number two was Woolworths with 616 influencer posts reaching 3.75 million people. That's pretty crazy that like Kmart's is nearly double. Like the jump between Woolies and Kmart is almost double the reach. Mm, But also double the, like triple the audience size. Like Woolworths is only coming in at 230,000 right. followers yeah, yeah. and Kmart's got 1.29 mil. So Woolies is going well on their number of followers mm-hmm. but not their reach per return post. on posts because well, they're posting almost as many as Kmart. Yeah, there's 100, 100 different posts yeah. in between that and the reach is double S, double yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coles came in third followed by Target, Big W, Chemist Warehouse, Croissants, Princess Polly, Eamon Oceana, and Bunnings closing out the top 10. I just find this list bizarre. Yeah, I don't, like, I've definitely seen some of those doing, po- like, sponsored posts, but mm-hmm. not all of them. No. Like, I don't think I've, like, I've seen, I've seen Big W ads, as in, like, actual ads in my stories and yep. feed, but not an influencer-sponsored post, which is what this list is talking about. Yeah, no, and, like, I I would get the like the fashion house kind of products. Yeah. But yeah. like Coles and Woolworths, like I just don't think so I've seen random. any. But I like I none stand out, but I think I have seen like when someone posts like I don't know, a new like a tea or something and mm-hmm. it, in the like hashtags it says like hashtag Woolworths or whatever it is, yeah, hashtag okay. Coles, paid partnership, all of the things. So I think that they're like, they're not necessarily promoting Coles. Like not really they're promoting a product from Coles. Yeah. Okay. Right. Look, that makes sense. I've actually been following a gal named Amy Gerard and she goes hard on Dan Murphy's. Oh yeah. What a I have solid. seen so many Dan Murphy's. Yeah. I'm surprised Dan Murphy's isn't in the top 10 because actually I see so many yeah. like, I get a lot of their posts in my feed anyway, so I'm probably like 
they're probably all jumbling together but like the shameless girls have done mm-hmm. pay promotions with them just new has yep those are the ones coming to mind at the moment, but yeah, a bunch. I follow the real dads of Melbourne. They have two. There's, mm. there's a few different ones that I've seen. Um, really hit Dan Murphy's home. Maybe they're maybe they're coming up because I don't think I've seen them for like a long period of time. So maybe like the next time this list comes out, they will mm. be further up. Yep, yep. Um, interesting. On this note, Bunnings had the lowest number of posts at 367 posts, mm. but the second highest reach at 4.12 million. Massive, huge. And just keep in mind, they also only have a following of 388,000. That's that's very impressive. It's crazy. Like that reach is huge. Mm. I also thought Bunnings would be further up there, though. I f- yeah, I definitely would see them being higher than someone like Chemist Warehouse or something, but. Like, I'm not surprised that they're behind the fashion houses. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a chemist warehouse collab. No, I don't think I have either. It's a very interesting one to be up there. Yeah, because what would they be promoting? There must be, like, there would be so many. They would, like, they wouldn't be allowed to do so many because, like, so much of their their products are medical. So maybe it's just, like... Perfume, <laughs> perfume, perfume. Um, but there'd be proteins. There'd be, and yeah, like that there'd be of plenty stuff. of like, plenty of skincare products that they would be allowed to. Probably skincare actually would be a big one. So what? Not not a lot of skincare is TGA. Yeah, like you can because you can advertise stuff like as long as you're kind of yeah, like, yeah, as long yeah, as you're not right. saying that it's like. I, and I actually have seen a lot of beauty people like post CR like CeraVe stuff tons, so. and actually CeraVe. Uh, like, what am I trying to say? Chemist Warehouse, like, because CeraVe, you can't just buy CeraVe on their own website. Yeah, right. You buy it through Chemist Warehouse. Yeah, right, so, so you got to go through distributors. Actually, all of the CeraVe posts we've seen are probably collabs with yeah. Chemist Warehouse. Interesting. Very interesting. There you go. Is there anyone else that you thought that might be on that list? I just thought I'd see more fashion Yeah, more fashion for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think what, what like, Australian – Brands I see. Cadbury? Like? I d- oh, actually, no, yeah, no, I have seen Cadbury. Yeah, right. Like, collabs. I think, but this is, these are just Australian brands, not, yeah, okay. not, not like brands that are working in Australia because, like, Disney Plus goes hard. The amount of posts I've seen where, like, an influencer is, like, we're watching The Lion King or, like, whatever it is. Yeah, right. I can't really pay attention to those ones. I mean, they're always really obvious. I like I like advertising when it's that just is really subtle. Like, I th- like you don't need to be deceitful. Don't be deceitful. I want to know it's an ad, but like I would rather it be like, uh, like the the influencer has to talk in the same tone of voice that they use on their regular posts. Yeah. If your tone of voice suddenly shifts to like real salesy, clearly someone in advertising. Or like someone at the company that you're advertising has written it for you. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm bored. Yeah. Go away from me. <laughs> They're iconic. What about those guys? Yeah, I, I was thinking of them. them. I don't know if I have seen them or not. I can't think. Yeah. Well, I don't get ads. It, well, yeah, that's fair. But like you, you would get collabs. I do get collabs, surely. but I don't see. That's my problem. I just don't follow that many people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really need to broaden my horizon here. Well, I mean, in this reporting, they also showed like the top ten Australian influencers. I hadn't heard of a single one. I was like, oh, how I did how see have, that? How have I not heard of one of these people? The one, the two that I did hear, like not the two there, they're classified as one person, but the Rybacker twins. No idea. Uh, I, I don't know how I stumbled across them. Oh, because I'm really into watching cheerleading reels. <laughs> That's so random and niche. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> like like seeing the tumblers and yep. like the flies. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Okay, Anyway, nice. so then they they went over there during Daytona season. Okay. Um, and they tried to stunt and I somehow stumbled across their page. It's very annoying. There you go. Not into them. Okay. But, um, <laughs> no offence. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys, but very into cheerleading. It's yeah, so okay, fun. nice. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I'm not going to – I'm no judgment here. The shit that, I come, that comes up on my reels is just – <laughs> so much weirder. Um, so finishing up on this story, Hype Auditor actually predicts that the influencer industry is expected to be worth thirty one point seven 
bazillion dollars. B- bazillion? <laughs> yeah, bazillion. It's a big one. Yeah. No, it's t- $31.7 billion by 2025. That's so soon. <laughs> like that's three, not even three years. It's two years away because yeah. this year's almost done. Yeah, that's nuts. Like I can see why brands are like – hammering in and like using these using influencers because you'd be silly not to like that just I feel like in terms of like payoff that must be so much more affordable to them than say like television advertising oh they can actually see the metrics Mm, right yeah 100% and I guess that's like that's one of the most cherished things now like you can see where everything's going and yeah how often it's engaged with and the money that's being spent like you can't track that with like old school advertising no exactly I'm very into like new school brand um, advertising and yeah me too nailed like when it's nailed it's really it's phenomenal yeah 100% Alrighty, our next story I don't know why I keep on going posh at the start of every story um subway has just served up a delicious ad campaign so recently subway partnered with creative agency above and beyond to bring an interactive campaign to fans so customers at westfield stratford city in the uk were treated to a 3d billboard installation that let them design their very own subway sandwich on their phone and see it displayed in real time on the billboard so make your sandwich and it would appear appear before you (laughs) Um, which is cool enough on its own. I feel like I would have a bit of fun with that. Uh, actually, I wouldn't because I'd just be too embarrassed to put up my actual order. Why? <laughs> Why? Because it's not. I don't ever get anything healthy from Subway. I haven't been to Subway in years. I used to go all the time when I was in uni and I would always order a meatball sub on Italian herbs. Oh, and delicious. Cheese and just get cheese on it and I it was just, and pickles. It was so unhealthy. I could just go into Subway for the smell. The, sub, the Subway <laughs> smell is incredible. <laughs> I would like that as a candle. Um, oh, well, that would be intense. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, uh, people were then surprised because brand ambassadors showed up at this billboard and started presenting people with the sandwiches that they had just made and put on the screen. So you could eat, not only could you make it and see it, you could then eat it. Phenomenal. I mean, for to free. It. <laughs> I love ads that involve me eating. It's so interactive. <laughs> it's so good. I'd be stoked if this happened. They should bring this here. I mean, everyone's very aware of Subway. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if Subway is that big in England because they said that the point of the campaign was to increase brand awareness and also showcase kind of like the variety of their menu. I find that bizarre. Like I just, for some reason, I just think of like a take takeout franchise Mm. and just because I know how big it is in the States. I just thought it'd be big everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just. Because I feel like they're everywhere here as well. Like, I, it's in my head, it's a very American brand. Yes. Because of the, like, the TV ads. Oh, when you see the guy lose all the weight <laughs> yeah. for eating his subs. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it's just not as big in, in the UK. Yeah. It's very interesting. I also find it very interesting. I, for a very long time, thought QR codes were dead. I thought well, they, d- they shouldn't be used saying, because they right? were so ugly. But they are so good. Yeah, they're great. Like, the way, like... It's so easy for someone to just jump onto your website now because yeah. you don't need to worry about them clicking the URL. I was so silly to think that that would not be a thing. Well, I mean, they came out and they were enormous and then all the buzz died down and they were like, QR codes are dead. And now they've just like come back up again. I, they never fully went away. But like, no. I feel like it was just, I don't know how old the technology is, but like it got massive a few years ago. Yeah, because everyone just kept saying like things are going to change, QR codes aren't going to yeah. exist, but... They're not going anywhere. And look, I think some maybe like more traditional and like, I don't know, some some people love them. Like you don't need them everywhere is Mm -hmm. basically what I'm trying to say. Um, But they are useful, like more useful than say like, I don't know. No, that's I was going to say a business card, but not really. Business cards are kind of pointless. I mean, you could have a business card with a QR code on it. Yeah, but then you wouldn't need to give it to the person you could just be like scan this see ya <laughs> toodaloo yeah yeah then you just get one made up you'd be like hey, yeah here's my card scan me yeah that said i don't really use qr codes that often don't you no i do to order food oh food yes menus covid has made qr codes so <laughs> trendy <laughs> and even like i guess for like the purpose of the subway billboard like that was a qr code Mm. scan the QR code that was yeah. on the big billboard and you could have made something. But, like, that's a that's a perfect use case for it. Like, mm. just use them where they make sense. Don't use them everywhere. Yeah, otherwise they're really ugly. They are ugly. 
But you can make them quite small. You can make them small, but then people also don't want them too small because then people don't know that they're actually there to be scanned. Mm. The functionality then removes itself. The purpose. I wonder if you can design a pretty one. I mean, you can change the colours of them. Mm. So I've been able to change the colour of the background as well as the code in it. Oh, yeah, cool. So I'm guessing like, it needs strong contrast though. Yeah. So it's still like it's not it's not the ugliest, but it's not just a white and black pixel. Yeah. So they're, they're getting there. Yeah. Into it. Moving on. So Google Arts and Culture has had a little rebrand. Mm-hmm. So Google lovers have uh, noticed that they have filed two trademark applications in the US for a stylized ampersand, one for the coloured logo and one in black. Also, I didn't know you'd have to do both. Yeah, neither. I thought you would do one Mm. for like your brand, your mark, and you could have that in any colour that you wanted, just trademark that. That's bananas. But like not a white one. Because, like, there'd be times where you have to use it in white. Does that just – is that just not trademarked? And then can someone else use maybe your logo in white? But maybe they're not allowed to use it in white. Maybe. Maybe it's part of the brand guidelines, no white. Maybe. Because they wanted to save money. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. Trademark three. <laughs> Google has the money. Google has the money. Uh, so previously the logo for arts and culture was, like, a blue app icon with a white building with columns in it. Kind of looked like Coliseum, museum yep. kind of thing. Um the new logo takes inspiration from the new Google logo. So for those of you who don't know, it's the rounded G with the, it's flat and it has the different colours throughout it. Hmm. The new arts and culture logo looks like those sections have been rearranged to form an ampersand. So the ampersand is the little end symbol. Yeah. For those of you who might not know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. You don't? <laughs> no. I'm torn. I'm not sure. It looks like a duck. A duck? <laughs> Why does it look like a duck? Okay. The green circle is the head. Okay. The red circle is the body. Oh, yeah. The yellow circle oh, is like the tail. And then there's the fin with the blue stroke. I think it's a wing love. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's not a tail. It's just... <laughs> it's the... Oh, my goodness. It's a duck. I see it now. It's a duck. It is a duck. You can't oh, see it, can No, you? I can't. It's a duck. It even has a wing. Okay, yep, that's a duck. Look, I <laughs> I feel like it's it's more of a logo than the previous one. The previous yes. one was not a logo. It was just a very was a very pretty icon. Yep. Uh, so I, I like that they actually are going forward with like a proper logo. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know if I hate it or but I, I love it. I just don't get why why an ampersand? Arts and culture. I think it's the and from culture. I mean, I mean, but make it arty. I mean, I guess I tried to make it arty, but well, they yeah, made it, it, looks, it looks very artsy to me. And like when I saw it, I was like, "Are they trying to be like Picasso? Like, is this because it's quite like broken up and it like is. it's yeah?" I'm like, "Are they trying to like be little cubist people? I don't know." Yeah, but I still don't know if I like it. I just I like it. Spacing no, it's a duck. Is, the the, ba- the spacing is just like it's just throwing me. Mm, it's very like. Because, like, there's no harmony in this logo. So, like, the top of the green circle doesn't meet anything, but the bottom meets the red circle and the blue circle. Yeah. And that little spacing in between that. Yeah, the space between the red, green, and blue, I don't like. Like, why why not just try and make that red meet up with that green? Yeah, and, like, especially because the... And then make that stroke go higher. The corners of the green and blue do touch. Yeah. And the green and red. But yeah. then the blue and red don't touch. Yeah. That's that annoying. Shite That's g- annoying. It's a duck. It's a duck. Well, I like it more if it's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting, interesting enough, um, A actually spotted a rebrand for Brighton and Hope Museum uh, this last week. And it also features a really colourful ampersand as mm. the logo. And, I mean, not as bright, no, but more muted, but the same colours. Like it still has blue, red, s- yellow, green. Same colours. And an ampersand with cutouts. Mm, just different, different directions. Similar, similar. Just doesn't look like a duck. It doesn't look like a duck. It is a much, like, it's a much nicer, like a more refined ampersand. Like, it's, it's not a, as abstract, yes. The, the Bratton and Hove Museum's ampersand looks a bit posh. <laughs> the, the, uh, and, and I suppose like it's, it's not 
like it looks more of a serif font, yeah. whereas the Google one looks like a sans serif font, even yeah. though it has a serif. Yeah, it's a lot bolder. I don't know. Not as curved. Yeah. I mean, it's curved, but not as... Ah, the stroke of the points is just finer. Yeah. But, and the Brandon Hove one you see, and it's like, lovely. I don't have any critiques. The Google one, you're like, oh, I have some critiques. <laughs> it's a duck. It's a duck. <laughs> I love it that it's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our last story. Twinings has refreshed their branding to appeal to millennials. That's us. <laughs> Am I a millennial? Yeah, you're a millennial. Mm, nice. I'm a millennial. I think I'm the last, last millennial. millennial. Or maybe I don't know. 95 or 96 is when millennial ends. Yeah, okay. I'm a baby millennial. Yeah, right. Um, um, but I don't really identify with Gen Z either. So anyway, uh, <laughs> not the point. So Twining's recently partnered with Butterfly Cannon, what a name, to rebrand their tea and create new packaging that is trying to appeal to like a younger audience uh, through the theme of travel. Interesting. Um, so according to Butterfly Cannon's creative director named um, Aaron Egan, I think it's Egan, uh, the new brand is positioning Twinings as, quote, cool new London luxe as opposed to... That's so cringe. A little bit. As opposed to a souvenir of old London, which the brand had become. Some of the quotes that he gave, I was like, that's quite uh, harsh <laughs> on the on the previous branding. But look, he, he's there to sell the new branding, I understand. <laughs> But you also don't need to rip on the old one. No, you and you're still representing the same brand. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so the other goal of the rebrand was to help customers navigate their range of teas through a cohesive colour palette and aesthetic. Um, the colours also cor- correlate with the flavour of the tea. Interesting. Yeah. So the new packaging includes a range of handcrafted illustrations with uh, – they're basically like circles mm-hmm. and on the left side it – depicts the ingredients of the blend and then on the right side it incorporates kind of icons and illustrations relating to twining's history or to the flavors history mm-hmm. so for example like the earl gray one the right hand side has like uh top hats yep <laughs> so it's like very uh um, i said the word posh already today i was trying to think of a different word but it looks posh <laughs> Looks quite posh. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> Which oh, is like high teas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, bit luxe. Quite luxe. <laughs> um, so, the Twinings word mark has also been straightened up slightly and paired with the typography that's been added to the um, to the packages. It's kind of together, they're meant to help modernize the packaging. So, what do you think, Dee? Um, I hate it. Yeah, oh, you hate it. Okay. No, okay, <laughs> that's rough. Not quite what I felt. That's that's rough. I don't love it though. And okay. I also don't love how, like, they've said they're trying to modernise it, um, but they've still got the gold. Yeah, the, the gradient. Gold gradient. But it's only used on the packaging. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I've seen some ads and they've used it with the colour of the tea on, like, a pale background Ooh. without... So it's in gold, like the, yep. the twinings is in gold, um, but there's no bar behind it and it's just used on a flat colour. Nice. They could have done that. I don't know. I don't understand why they haven't done that across all the packaging because, like, it, it looks like it looks really nice it does, there yeah, without like, that gold. And it, to me, that, that really old gold gradient is old. Yeah. No, <laughs> 100%. I agree with you. Like the... The gradients on the actual boxes are there's still a gradient, but it's a lot more subtle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the logo sits on this gold box yeah, at the top I, with a horrendous gradient. I don't understand it. Like I know they're just trying to keep the resemblance. They don't want to change everything too sure. much too quickly. But yeah. I feel like it it looks so good without it. Like I yeah. feel like it's still the same font still the same typeface like yeah. i don't think people are going to get confused and think it's not no. twinings and like if you're trying to appeal to millennials we are those <laughs> yeah 100 and, and i don't want to see a gold gradient that looks like it's from the 90s it just i feel like it really ruins the packaging i agree but the the illustrations are quite lovely they are so lovely i do the agree. illustrations alone i was like damn those are pretty Little illustrations, nice. Like the gradients that are used in the illustrations are lovely. Mm-hmm. And then you like zoom out to the entire box and it's like, oh, where did we go wrong? <laughs> like, yeah, I re- I want to love it, 
but the way that they've executed like the there's just gradients on everything yeah. so like the background know. is a gradient there's gradients yeah. in the illustration Multiple. there's gradient in the the gold symbol yeah there's just a heck of a lot of gradient going on yeah. it's just a bit too and like I feel like they could have done something re- like if you if you're going to change your packaging like that's an enormous step for a brand that would cost a fortune. Yeah. If you're going to do it, why not do something really exciting and fun? But like maybe maybe cuz you know in our experience it's you know, you, you, you don't always end up producing work that you're proud of because clients can be quite controlling. And I'm yeah. not saying that Tinings are, but it's possible that oh, yeah. it's possible that they were not wanting to push the boundaries too much. They weren't wanting to change too much. Mm-hmm. And then that may be why we're left in this spot where it's like it's new, but it still feels like the old branding a bit. Mm-hmm. We might be there. I don't know. Maybe this was 100%, uh, what were they called? Butterfly Cannon's vision. I'm not sure. But I just feel like it could have been way more exciting mm-hmm. we could have been so hyped about it yeah absolutely i think i would also have rather seen just the full circle thing with just an illustration rather than like right. the split of yeah yeah like whatever the tease and the other illustration i think the other illustration is enough to really captivate someone i agree and like it's kind of like show don't tell like mm. you don't need to put the ingredient people are stupid if you see like a uh, say the Earl Grey one. I think it's Earl Grey. I hope it's not English breakfast. I'm pretty sure it was Earl Grey. The Earl Grey one with the top hats mm-hmm. and it's got like um, like teapots and, and teacups yeah. all in the background. A high like, tea kind of setting. Yeah. If I saw that, I'm not going to think. It's oh, a peppermint tea. Exactly. Like I'm going to go, oh, that's probably an English tea. Also, the colours are there to kind of like the backgrounds, the green yeah, is exactly. used, that, that also sells what it is. 100%. I see the green, I'm assuming it's green tea or peppermint. Mm-hmm. So I don't need the ingredients there as well. It's I agree. Of, Actually, I can see, a little, you know, it, that the green one is mint. No, not mint. Yeah, peppermint. That's what I'm yeah. talking Because it has the mint leaves. Yeah, I just think you could, you're, you're 100% right. You could just have the, the illustration gives you a feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you can get closer and read what the ingredients are. And the colour also would mm. make it stand out on the shelves. Yeah. It's like selling corn soup and just putting a big giant corn cob <laughs> on there like, this is corn soup with yeah. a nice little illustration of a corn stick. Yeah. I don't know. Just seems a little bit yeah. too too much. And like, well, because that's, but that's also a good point because like if you're looking, like people don't go... Well, maybe they do. Maybe, yeah. No, there are people that would be, like, frequently buying corn soup. But, like, for the most part, like, if you're going to get something, like, or even just corn on its own, it's because you're putting it in something. It's not because you're, like, I freaking love corn. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> I am a corn muncher. So so maybe in that situation it is okay for you to put the corn on the outside because people are str- – like, it doesn't have to be. You could have the word corn really big. <laughs> but, like, you can be more obvious in that situation because you want people to, like – people are not f- going there all the time. They're not as familiar with that aisle. They might be, like, needing a bit more t- help to find the corn, right? But if it's tea, you're probably going back to that same tea. Mm-hmm. You're pro- or you're, like, maybe you've tried a different tea and you like this flavour, so you're going to try the Twinings one. Like – you don't need to be hit over the head with what you're buying because you're going to become familiar. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're if I'm going for something that I buy all the time, I'm not like going up to the shop and being like reading the writing, being like green tea. Like I'm just like, oh, I know that I know that box from like a mile off, and you grab it. Yeah, that's it. So you don't need to be obvious there. Mm-mm. And also, like I guess with the illustrations, like the smaller. Smaller doesn't sell like that. Mm. Like like you're saying, like yeah, you're right. you need it to stand out from the shelf. Yeah. So like, I feel like a full illustration would really make that rather than try to work out. Oh, what's on this side? Oh, what about that side? Yeah. Or you could have like on one side, like have the the vibey illustration on the front and mm. the ingredient illustration on the yeah, back. That's it. Or something like that. Or that on the sides. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> but I like the illustrations. The illustrations are yeah, pretty. The illustrations are great. And I like travel. You're like, what? I like travel. And oh, yeah, that's okay. how they're appealing to me. But then maybe like, maybe it could be, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure what all of the illustrations entail, but like I feel like they could have lent into the travel a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, have a... There's a daisy on one. 
Like, where am I traveling for yeah. a daisy? I can find them in my back garden. <laughs> but, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, uh, now I'm, like, well, Twining's doesn't have a Melbourne breakfast, but tea too has a Melbourne breakfast, so that's why I'm thinking of it. But how cool would it be if you had, like, a tea that was the Melbourne breakfast one and it had, like, a Melbourne pretty illustration skyscape. of, like, Melbourne's, yeah. It'd be nice. great. Yeah. You see, that is Gen Z. I mean, yeah. not just a millennial, whatever. Yeah, I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah, same. So would I. Yeah. That's 100% something I would buy because of the packaging. Yeah, they could have lent into the travel way more. Because mm-hmm. I would, because like even there's a there's a Blue Mountains breakfast, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I am near the Blue Mountains. I'll have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they should do is like, you know how, uh, like, I feel like uh, people like to have their... You know, you I've seen like people with their postcode as their doormat. Yes, you know those. Yeah, um, yeah. there is a, a type of individual, and I feel like it's like elder millennials. Elder millennials seem to eat that shit up, mm. so they they could definitely go a little bit harder on the travel thing and be like, "Here's your Bondi tea." <laughs> you know what I mean? Said <laughs> they could. There you go, Twinings. There's an idea for you. Someone should really listen to our podcast. 40% royalties, please. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed this just story after story this week. So much jam-packed in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you guys think? Jump into our DMs. Let us know any of these stories. Are you team Kanye? Would you like a sandwich that you can build on a billboard and then eat? Tell us everything. Does Google's New Year logo look like a duck? <laughs> That's only one correct answer. <laughs> Alrighty, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at the WCN pod and stay tuned for whatever comes next. Bye. Bye.